Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Catch new episodes of The O Show for free, available on all audio platforms, including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. For full video versions of the podcast, head on over to YouTube and StarWorldWideNetworks.com. The O Show is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself. The best group boxing workout in the market, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the O Show podcast, episode 427 of the O Show. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona, October 30th, the official grand opening of Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Learn from Floyd Money Mayweather's training regimens himself. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness were also sponsored by betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus over at betonline.ag. MLB playoffs still happening, both the ALCS, the NLCS, week seven of the NFL coming up, college football, and all that and more. You got to sign up for that 50% bonus at betonline.ag. We're going to have a fun episode on our hands today. I, myself, am a huge professional wrestling fan, and we got one of the biggest names out there, Mr. O'Shea Edwards, big bad kaiju he goes by as well. What's the origin of that nickname, man? Because that, that's, yeah, um, that's, that's big. Yeah, so Kaiju, I, well, lately is one of the things, man, like um, everybody wants to call themselves like a, of a monster. Oh, I'm the yeah. monster. I'm the biggest, baddest, whatever. And, well, uh, for people who don't know, Kaiju is actually a, a Japanese genre of movie. Um, your Godzilla, your, your King Kong, um, Pacific Rim, those are all considered like Kaiju movies. So it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm a monster. I'm like, yeah, well, guess what, man? I'm an entire genre. So yeah. for me, it's, uh, you know, everything I do is encapsulates that whole thing. You know, I'm, um, it's one of the things of when you see me, you don't really know like how to take it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm the sum of all your fears in a wrestling ring. 
I'm bigger, I'm stronger, and then all of a sudden, oh, oh crap, he can, he's pretty fast too. So, right. you know, it, I'm just a, I'm a perfect storm of monsters. So I figured, like, well, I'll just pick one. I'll just pick them all. That, that's interesting. It's so better than hearing, like, the beast or the monster, the monster among men. You know, you know the basic ones Vince McMahon comes up with in WWE. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, so play, it's so played and, and so many little tropes. I'm like, no, nah, man, just if you're going to be the biggest and the best, just – just do it. Just be that guy. When did you come up with that name? Oh, man. That thing's about maybe four years old. Um, I was just trying to find something kind of that kind of rolled off the tongue. And it worked. Um, I have, like, notebooks full of stuff of just, like, ideas that, like, either I've tried and didn't work or I'm just kind of sitting on it. And one day I just kind of sat there and sort of playing around with it and trying to figure out what worked. And as soon as I said it, I was like, I think this is it. And, you know, the best part of being on the indies is you get to try a bunch of different stuff, three rows with sticks. And, man, after day one, it's stuck. And I'm like, I guess I'll be using this for a good while now. So, oh, you know, yeah. went and I, I went and immediately got it trademarked and all that good stuff. I'm like, this is mine. This is mine. You can't take this from me. I own this. And if you want to use it, just cut me a check. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like once you get to a certain level, it starts becoming like, this is what we want to see. This is what's going to get the analytics up. This is what's going to drive the audience. Like, it's not about what you created. Because like you just right, said, like, right. there's so many things that you probably thought were going to be great. And then the crowd didn't react to it. And you're like, oh, scratch that one off the resume. That one didn't work. It, it, exactly. That's what, that's when I go to those little backwood shows where I pull it there, see how that works. And I'm like, that didn't work. All right, good thing no one's going to see this. Woo. Oh, yeah. Crisis averted. <laughs> now, I heard that uh, 2020 was a big year for you. You know, like most people look at 2020, it was a disastrous year overall for everybody, I'd say. But there's a few people, regardless of what in- industry that you're in, you took that time to better yourself, and I feel like a lot of people came out of that stronger, better, both physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. I, you had a great year as a professional wrestler, and do you think it you know, was because you had the time to kind of sit down and rediscover things, kind of you know, paint that blank canvas in a sense? Oh, I said you're you you've nailed it, man. One of the one of the worst things ever could have happened to me was the pandemic. But then one of the best things ever could have happened to me was the pandemic. Yeah. Before the pandemic, I think going into Tampa, I had seven shows lined up, just ready. Like it was going to be a coming out party. And then like you said, I just watched them all one by one just disappear. And I could have got mad and I could have been in my feelings. Full disclosure, I was. I was really, I was in my feelings pretty hard about it. But I couldn't stay there forever. Um, so I took the time and I, I opened myself up to like a lot of criticism. And I opened myself up to a lot of self-reflection uh, and realized, okay, cool. What can I be doing better? Yeah. What is it that, and I'm a, I use a lot of sports analogies, you know. So like in baseball, when you see the shift, you always, the coach always says, hey, man, Hit them, hit it where they ain't. Yep. And so that was always my thing. I was like, okay, what is it that no one's doing? And then let me do that. And then after a while, it just turned into me doing like promo work. You know, um, I can't really speak for anybody else, but I wrestle because I want to be on TV, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be on TV. So why not take the time to go ahead and prepare myself to get on TV? get comfortable. I was already always comfortable with a camera, but now it's a little bit more than as a, Hey, where's my marks? Um, you know, 
and when I write a script, okay, cool. Can I fit this into two and a half minutes? All right, right. now can I fit into two minutes? Now can I fit into a minute and a half? And without like without having to give up the meat and potatoes of what I was trying to say. And the whole goal was to come up with a what I call a fat free promo <laughs> minus all the razzle dazzle that you gotta put in like post production. And yeah. I started getting better at that. You know, started talking to guys who were doing it better than who I felt were doing it better than me and getting a chance to talk to them and pick their brain. Hey, how do you do this? And, you know, they have not the best graphic design. So we told this person, hey, this one found a dude. Just look for it. And somebody made the joke of, like, oh, Shay, man, what are you trying to do? Win an Academy Award? I just kind of looked and go, yeah, I am. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to win an Academy Award for these. Um, and just getting better, you know, um, I finally got a dedicated camera to where I can actually sit down and, you know, it looks like I'm not on a cell phone right? and, you know, bought a laptop just for the purpose of video editing and space and memory. And so I can have more fun to do. And so, man, it's, it's, it turned into this little thing and I'm real glad where it came out because I was busy prior to the pandemic. So it's one of those things without the pandemic, I never would have had the time to sit down and cultivate those ideas and turn them into what it is now. Now, you knew that it was working for you, but just like everybody else all over the world, you had to do it in front of, you know, people watching at home, but nobody in the stand. So how did you know that it was clicking with an audience, which I think is the most important thing when you're trying to get a character over? Right. So, well, I tell people all the time, man, um, is it cool to cuss? I don't don't know. All the time, man. All All the fucking time. You know, Oh, there we go. I, you know, I don't want to start, you know, getting fines and everything. No, um, never. My thing was, man, if you don't believe your brand of bullshit, you can't be mad if no one else does. Nope. You got to, you got to, you got to believe what you're saying. And so, when it comes to me, like, yo, know, I am who I am. This is it. I'm not going to make any bones about it. You know, this is what it was. The the fact that the crowd wasn't there, that sucked. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I like that instant feedback, but. I don't wrestle for the fans, man. I wrestle for me. I'm at my peak happiness when I wrestle. Let there be one person, 10 people, 100, 100,000. I don't care. I'm wrestling for me. The fact that you plop down your 20 bucks, you're just getting the privilege to come with me. That's it. You know, so for me, if there was no fans in the crowd, who cares? I'm still going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. And that's, yo, whoever's across from me, Yo, man, you're gonna tote this ass whooping, regardless of the outcome. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be in a fight, bro. It all depends on who how many people's gonna see it. Right there, you are right there holding up a championship belt. That that felt like yeah. a very heelish promo right there, even though those were <laughs> true words being spoken. But it, it, but that's the thing, man. Like you know, people say, "Hey, do you, what are you normally healed or are you babyface?" I'm like, I'm O'Shea. Take it for what it is. Some people like me. Some people don't like me yeah that's perfectly fine because i don't care like either way i do not care um and the fact that i just kind of like eh, whatever it's it's easy to relate to it um people gotta relate man people have to have a reason to want to follow you want to watch you wrestle you know it's whatever um and that's always been one of my strong suits is like no matter what i can still relate to you and, you know, we've all, well, some of us anyway, have all been in a fight before. We know we get punched in the face feels like we don't like it. So what do we do? Man, we punch back because we don't want to get hit anymore. Okay. And um, like I said, so far, man, it's just 
it's it's easy because it's me. I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of people would resonate with that. And a lot of people obviously have, you know, like you look at <laughs> whether, you know, you're a professional wrestler, you're an actor, you're an actress, like you're trying to pull off this character. And if it doesn't resonate with anybody, you're going to get booed, not in a great heel way. Just nobody's right. going to connect with no, you. Like because, you but because fans are smart. We got to yeah. stop acting like they're stupid. And like I said before, man, if you don't buy it, if you're not in what you're doing, even if it's just dumb to the average person. If you don't buy it, no one, then why should I? Like, why, why, why should I? If you're going to phone it in, one, why even do it? And then two, you're just really insulting my intelligence to make me think that, oh, I, oh, I can just phone this in. He'll believe it. Like, yeah. no, nah, brother, no, I won't. And actually, I'm going to hate you for it because, like, now you're just, you're disrespect, you're patronizing me. I don't need time for that. How many times have you felt that uh, kind of what you just explained, not like phoning it in, but you just knew the character wasn't clicking and you knew it wasn't what you wanted to portray. Because we've seen it so many times with big wrestlers. Roman Reigns, for years in WWE, they tried to get him over, and he just wasn't working, trying to be like the big top babyface. Now he's right. been on like a tear over the past two years with his new heel gimmick, and it's worked. It, it clicks. Everybody loves it now. Like, he's, but, he's the tribal well, because, because that's him. Yeah. That's him. That's who he is. You know, it's like when he's doing that, camera's not on. That's still him. It's just like, eh, whatever. You know, um, early, early when I started, I didn't know who I was yet. And I didn't know what I wanted to be. And, like, my gear choices were all over the map. I made the poor indie, you know, gear choices and all that good stuff. And I have to, I've had to have a few people sit me down who I respect. And, but, hey, man, look, like, you need to figure out who you are, what you're trying to be, and then you got to show it. You know, um, I, I call it the rule of seven. When that music hits, man, you first crap, you know, pop through that curtain. You have seven seconds to capture your imagination, to capture like, oh, okay, I want to see where this guy's going to go. Because once those seven seconds are up, you have a choice to make. Did I do enough for you to buy another seven seconds? Mm. And every seven seconds, I have to do it again and again and again, just so I can get to seven minutes. I'm like, most of your TV matches are less than seven minutes, less than that. So I have to continue to buy your seven seconds up until the bell rings a second time. And then at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. I hope I did enough to where you'd want to watch it again. Um, so at first, man, it, man, it was some trial and error. Woo, was it some trial and error. Um, once again, those were like some deep Georgia shows, and uh, yeah. no one's ever going to see those. So, <laughs> um, but once I found it, man, I just leaned real hard into it. And once I started leaning hard into it, it was just like, all right, man. Let's see how far we can go. Let's see what this. Let's see what this takes us. And so far, so good. Yeah, because you've done so much stuff, and you know, like when you look at your life story, your life book in that regard. I mean, you, you grew up. We talked about in Georgia. Uh, yeah, there you are in Ring of Honor, right there with the mask. I mean, that's badass, right there. That is great character development as well. But you know, you you grow right. up in uh, you know down south. Now you're you're east in Baltimore. Uh, you know, if I did my homework correctly, you come from a big Christian family. You're a football player. Yeah. I mean, you've done all of this stuff. How much of that has shaped what type of character you're trying to portray? Because you've already said it a few times. Like, it, it, it's you out there, and that's why it's connected. Yeah. Um, it's, shaped, it's, it's shaped a whole lot, man, actually. It's really um, given me, like, a little bit of foundation. And then from there, I kind of build the house the way I want to build it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, everything I do is... a uh, is an evolution like 
O'Shea seven years ago was definitely not the guy he is right now. Yeah. And then even still the guy I am right now in a few months, that'll probably slowly start to change again. And it's not this, these big changes, but there'll be these small ones that like those who've kind of, you know, I, I say been down like four flats on a Cadillac, you know, it's just, they'll pick up on, Oh, he never did that before. Oh, this is new. Um, just kind of keep the, the day ones invested while also welcoming on, like the newcomers that are just kind of getting used to like, Oh, what is this guy all about? Yeah. And it becomes one of the things of like, yo, let me, let me tell you the story. And I I'm a big storyteller and I, I like, I like, even in my character work, I still want to tell the story. I feel like everybody should want to be a storyteller. Cause that's, again, that's how you connect with an audience. That's how you connect with your peers. Like if there's a foundation there, people are going to rally behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, that's, even before we were all wrestlers, we were storytellers. Even as yeah. kids, we were storytellers. You know, like I used to have a bunch of G.I. Joes and a bunch of leg, a bunch of action figures. I would tell stories with those things all the time. You know, um, I, I, I used to, I, you know, I'm come from a writing background. Yeah. You know, I come from an athletic background. I was like, no, be, being creative, getting that opportunity to world build as you, as some people want to call it. You know, I love it because now I get to shape my own, I call my own universe and, you know, take it or leave it. But my universe is exactly that, mine. And unless you're going to pay me a boatload of money to tell me what to do in it. No, nah, man, keep doing the way I want to do it wow. <laughs> as long as it works. So going all the way back to growing up as a football player, like, because I feel like a, being a part of a program like that, it's, it could be a brotherhood, it could be something entirely else, but it's the most disciplined sport that you could be a part of. How, how much did you learn through playing football, whether it came through, you know, experiences with head coaches and training and the amount of conditioning that goes into it, and that kind of formed, you know, the fitness side of things and wanting to be, you know, mentally and physically uh, well in that sense to want to do what you, what you ended up doing. Yeah, man. So the, the big thing was for me, uh, it was always um, like in wrestling, the phrase is, hey, man, that bell's got to ring. Yeah. The bell's going to ring. In football, it's the same thing. Hey, man, that whistle's going to blow. Yeah. And when it does, man, it's like all the all that nonsense, all that all that rah, rah, all that rah, everybody's talking. Cool, man. That's great, man. That, that's that's great content. That's, you know, great on Twitter, on YouTube, Instagram. Bet. But that the rest going to blow that whistle and that ball's going to get hiked. And I'm going to beat your ass because I did all the work that you wouldn't do because you're too busy doing ooh, rah, woo, and whatever. Because my thing was, I can, you know, I can talk with the best of them. And it's, to me, it's like, it's not talking shit. Right. Because, brother, I, I can back it up. Like, I'll back it up. Everything I say I'm going to do to you is exactly what I'm going to say I'm going to do to you. Not to be cute, but because I'm going to do it. And if you don't like it, well stop me um but when it came and football was was no different like we all talked shit football what we're gonna do we're gonna talk shit but it was going to be the work you do during the off season the the spring conditioning you know i was a multi-athlete uh multi-sport athlete growing up like it was football in the fall weights in the winter track in the spring football in the summer football in the fall and then it would just over and over and yeah. over again because and everything for me filtered back into football. If I was running track, it wasn't because I was running track because I want to run track. No, I hate running anything over half a mile. I'm driving. 
Um, I'm sorry, let me phrase it. Anything over a quarter of a mile, I'm driving. Um, but it was, I want to be the best at my position because the people next to me demanded it. Yeah. Even if they might have said it, they demanded it. And only reason why I felt is if they demanded it because I demanded it out of them. I need the guys next to me to be the best up at their ability, which means the days you don't want to wake up in the morning and do two a days, guess what you're going to be? Up in the morning doing two a days. A lot of stuff that I did in wrestling, I mean, that I did in football, just really transferred over into wrestling. There were so many days I didn't want to get up and train. But guess what, man? I got up and trained. There's so many days, even now, that I do not want to be in the gym and I just want to be a lazy piece of shit. But I'm like, fuck, no, nah, man, I got to get in there because a couple of things. One, Father Tom's undefeated. Yep. He's coming for everybody. Um, how long it takes for him to get to you, well, that's the only thing really you got control over, and you really don't have a lot of control over that. So it was just one of those things where I'm like, all right, cool. If I'm going to be a wrestler, I'm not here for it to be a hobby. I'm not here to be a weekend warrior. And don't get me wrong, there's a place for those people and within the business. There really is. But for me, I don't do things to be – like no one dreams of playing football. I can't wait to ride the bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I want to start. And right. that's what me and wrestling is. I didn't come here just to be, just to open the show. Don't get me wrong. You tell me to open the show. Y'all about to open the show. Like, yo, what's up? But I came to be one of the best wrestlers in the world at what I do. Right. The only way that I become the best in the world at what I do is if I put in that work between the bells, just like when I did in football between the whistle. Would you, what would you say is the, the biggest difference between the brutality of taking a hit at practice or a game in a football game as opposed to taking a bump in a wrestling ring for the very first time there's not really much to it really the 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 only difference is the second one you're doing it to yourself yeah (laughs) uh you know it's coming yeah yeah you 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 know it's coming the first one you just don't um but it's not even so much the hit it's what happens afterwards we, I mean, there's no one who's ever played football goes, I've never been laid out. Man, brother, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. You may not remember it, but yeah you, yeah, you have. But it always comes down to what happens afterwards, which is you, got, you have a choice. Either you're going to lay there or you're going to get back up. For me, it's like, just get up. Like, you ain't going to lay there all day, so get up. And then either you can stay in the ring or you can leave. Yeah. But for me, it was always, just, hey, man, just get up. Like, if that's all you got, man, we're going to be all right. Have you ever taken a bump in the wrestling ring that you knew it was coming and you were like, God, oh, this is going to suck? Whether it would be like crashing through a table or, you know, jumping off yeah. a ladder, off the top rope. Yeah, crashing crash, crash through a table, you're like, oh, man, this is going to suck. Yeah. And you just, you just like, Jesus, take the wheel, and you just go for it. It still sucks. Like, it's just nothing really prepares you for it. You're like, I'm about to just fling myself. This, this is going to suck. Um, but... Still, man, I, I still wouldn't give it up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll still do it. Yeah. And that's like but if you hit the table perfectly right down the middle, too. There's always oh, that man. slight it's chance that you hit the always. edge. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like, this, is, this has every opportunity to go wrong. But sometimes, man, you know, you just got to gotta go for it. You're already there. Yeah. You're already there. So let's just do it. You know, everything you've done is up to this point, man. So what, what's stopping you? So a lot of times I'm like, all right, man, let's just – Let's just get this over with, man. As soon as I get over it, as soon as it's done. <laughs> so it seems to me like at a very young age, you realize, you know, maybe not who you were 
100% because, again, like you're changing constantly. Like you said before, you're not who you were seven years ago. You're probably not who you were three years ago. But at what right. point did you um, kind of realize you knew what you wanted to do, you were in control of your own life, but at the same time, things weren't really clicking? You know, like you said, like 2020, I feel like the big bad kaiju and O'Shea Edwards as a professional wrestler really ascended to what you wanted to be. We talked about the Roman Reigns example, uh, Kenny Omega and all elite wrestling, I feel like was lost in the shuffle since that promotion started. He's gone on a tear for the past year as well. When did you yeah. kind of, you know, know this is what you wanted to do, but at the same time, things weren't clicking. And when did you finally realize this is where I want to be? Um, it was a, it was a, it was a span. It was from, it was really two years of 2017 to 2019 where I knew I had it. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I had to spend two years trying to, hello, um, <laughs> trying <laughs> to understand. That's classic. Yes, yeah, that's, that's Tank. Hey, bud, I'm working. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's great. Thanks, man. Um, oh. Trying to figure out, like, what, what it was. Um, and it wasn't until, like, 2019, 20, I'm sorry, 2018, where I figured it out. Yeah. And, um, man, I just, like I said, I just, I just leaned into it hard. Get out of here. Um, I just leaned into it hard, and it kind of became what it was. And then I always just kind of kept an open mind and always just kind of see what changes could be made here and there. Because nothing's ever perfect. We're all going to sit there and tweak and tweak and tweak. And I call it like, you know, turn the screw, turn the screw, turn the screw. Um, Until it just it just got right. Um, And as soon as I got to a point where I felt as if it was right, that's when things really started taking off. And that's that you get that very rarely you get that instant affirmation that you did something like, oh, like, yo, this was it. Um, and as soon as I, like I said, 2019, as soon as I moved and the, the outpouring of like, Hey man, we want you on our show. We want you on our show. You want you on our show. And I was just like, really? And from there I'm like, well, this is going to be a thing now. <laughs> it's like, that's where you want to be. And you know that if you work hard enough, you're going to get there one day. But when it actually starts pouring in and you start getting those requests and everything, it's like, Oh my you're God, you're never ready. You're never ready. And you're actually, you're not, you've been working for this. And you're never ready. Um, it's a, it's an awesome feeling. It's a humbling. It's it's very humbling. Um, despite all the bravado, like I'm still a very humble person, just because I understand that in a blink of an eye, brother, this is all gone. Oh yeah, this is all gone. And so, if let's say today was it, what's going to be the last, the, the lasting impression? Oh man, O'Shea was a real dickhead. Or he's like, no nah, man, for his time, yo, he was one of the one of the front runners of how to do it, of how to bet on yourself and, you know, put himself out there and it worked. He nailed it, you know? So, um, like I said, I'm humble. Even when people ask me like, like now you ask me on your podcast, like I'm humble. So I'm like, yo, I'm just a dude, man. Yeah. I'm a dude with a very nosy dog. <laughs> <laughs> so like just to have opportunity to do this type of stuff, man, like I said, it's, it's like, yo, this is wild. This is still a wild ride to me. So what's the, uh, not the end game for you, because there's endless opportunities that you probably don't even, like, haven't even entered your head yet, but what's kind of your ideal dream scenario when it comes to your character moving forward, like a dream match, dream storyline, like, do you have anything that you'd like to try out? Like, uh, I want to, I want to, it's such a, it's such a, it's such right. a great question, it's so open, I'm like, there's so much stuff I want to say, um, yeah, I want I want to go overseas. Um, 
I want to wrestle some of the big men over there. Yeah. Um, like, if I'm going to be all, like, everybody's, oh, he's such a hoss. All right, cool. Let me show you what a world-renowned hoss does. I'm going to wrestle every, all of your big men. I want to wrestle them. And it's never going to be the same thing. It's always going to be something different, you know? Um, I want to be on a, and like I said, I want to be seen on an international stage. Um, whatever form that takes, don't care. Right. Um, I want to be very well versed in what I do. Um, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not so good at. Um, but when it's all said and done, like I, like I said, I want to be one of the best wrestlers in the world, not because of just like, oh, he was such a great technical wrestler. Cause I'm not. Oh man, you was you want to see something just shitty? Hey, <laughs> technical wrestle, man, this is not going to work out so hot. Um, but at the same time, it's just you can't say that I ever put on a bad match, right? Like man, now when the lights were at its brightest, when the you know crowd was at its hottest, O'Shea delivered every single time, and I want that to be undeniable across the board, regardless of what you may think about me personally, professionally. I mean, it's the character that's going to get over first and foremost, like we said before. Like, there's great technical athletes. Like, don't get me wrong. AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, you know. But, like, a guy that you were supposed to wrestle, Orange Cassidy. I, I yeah. wouldn't consider, like, he's good, but, like, would you, would you consider him one of the best athletes in the ring? No, but he's got a character and he's got a thing that works for him that got over. And, and, he's, and he's very, very good at what he does. He's very good at what he does. Like the character of Orange Cassidy, I'm not pulling that off. That is just for him. Him yeah. doing that is he as the he is the best at it because he is the only one doing it. That's what makes it special. Like to me, the best wrestler in the world across whatever discipline is Jonathan Gresham. I've told yeah. that to his face. I will preach that until that is the hill that I'm willing to die on. Hands down. Like I've I have grappled with him before and immediately realized I have made a mistake. <laughs> like why I'm in the ring. Like, she was like, no, nah, man, get off me, dog. Like, just get off me. Um, because John's aggression is the best at what he does. And you know why that makes him the best at what he does? Cause look how many people are trying to be just like him. Mm. Wow. And as soon as you see it, you go, man, that's Gresh. When you're spawning other people trying to, I'll say flatter you. I don't want to say imitate. When people try to flatter you by taking bits and pieces from your style, there's no, there's no way you cannot put him in that category of like, yo, pound for pound, best wrestler in the world, Jonathan Gresham. I'm curious, because again, like you, I feel like you guys, whether it be in Ring of Honor or any other promotion that you're, you're wrestling for that night, like the full-on indie scene, like do you guys have each other's back? Like are you constantly like, this is like this work. This didn't work. Constantly giving each other feedback, or is it more of the every man for himself mentality? Because there's so many. So, of you. Right. So for us, and I can't really speak for. And there's a handful of us. I'll leave those names. There's a handful of us that we are always looking out for each other. We're all we got. Um, because for the most part, we understand this is a business, and you know, if everyone's not trying to succeed in this business, then we're all going to fail. So. If Gresh is doing great, he's going to want to try to make everyone else's business great because that gives him more people to wrestle. Mm. And then on that makes the promotion great. And everyone wins. Like a high tide raises all ships. So 
if I'm riding a wave, why wouldn't I want to bring everyone along on that wave with me so everyone can get better? And we put on better shows than we did before. Then, you know, we do it again. So, yeah, there's – well, you do have people out there who's like, hey, no, I got to get mine and da-da-da. And that's cool. I get it. If anything, I understand it. But as for, you know, me and my camp, we're all just like, no, nah, man, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're looking at. Any, any like, let's go. Let's, let's, let's make some moves. And it works. And, you know, guys got some big things coming up lately. And, you know, it's not my place to say anything about them just right. yet. But, like, it's something that, like, even for me, I'm, I'm knocking stuff off my wrestling bucket list. And I'm really excited for it. Oh, yeah. I feel like you guys, you know, if you're all on the same page, all trying to help each other out, that's going to make the matches better. It's going to make the overall card better. You know, just the overall promotion better and what you're doing. You know, right. and, and the word's going to get out. And everything we do is always about, like, the betterment of each other. So if I'm giving one of my guys a message, hey, man, watch this for me and please tell me what you think. I don't want to hear about what I did well. Yeah. Brother, I know what I did well. <laughs> I want you to tell me what did I didn't do that wasn't so hot or I need, what could I have done better? I'm not, I'm not breaking out Mets or five stars. I'm like, uh-uh. Brother, I'm trying to keep this under 10 minutes and get the hell out of here. Right. Um, so, you know, but I, even with the span of the 10 minutes I may have, man, I, there's no, of course I'm going to put on Mets tonight. So that's what I'm trying to do every night. Yeah. So how do I do that is I need people to subjectively look at, I mean, objectively look at what I'm doing is a, Hey man, this was cool, but I think you could have done this to get better. And then you apply it. It's just like, we're students. We're always learning. The game's evolving. My matches always evolve into something that I want to put out there for the, for the world to see. Like, yo, wrestling's an art. Who doesn't want to get better at their art? How many live matches have you done since, kind of crowds have come back. I know Ring of Honor's not quite there yet, but for anything else that you've wrestled in, have, have you gotten to see a crowd reaction from, from what your character has done so far? Yeah, so before the... Yeah, during the pandemic, a lot of stuff was closed off, rightfully so, but it wasn't until about the... Actually, it wasn't until this past August where things were... And the things in the South are... Well, it's the South. It is what it is. Take that right. right. You want to see it. Right. Um... But it was the first time getting to work uh, into a, a, work in a full house, and everyone seen me on you know YouTube, TV, this, that, and the other, you know, da 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 da. So me and Ring, being a ring of fire at that point was a thing. Um, and he's like, "Hey, we want to bring you and do the show for us. Cool, but here's the thing, man. We don't. I don't need you to promote the show." I'm like, "What? Like, don't promote the show." And he goes, "You are going to be a surprise because you haven't been home, and at this point, I've been home almost like almost a year and a half." Um, it's like, we're not going to promote you on the show. You're going to be a surprise for the whole crowd. I was like, okay, sure. Let's do it. Um, no one knew, no one knew. And then all of a sudden, um, music hit. And usually, um, depending where I'm at, there's a certain, if it's not the ring of honor music I'm using, it's either, um, many men by 50 cent or public service announcement by Jay-Z. They just hit hard. They hit differently. And so the guy was like, hey, man, I couldn't find a, a decent version of um, Mini Man that wasn't just filthy. And it's a family show. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yo, man, just put on public service announcement. It's clean enough. And this is like Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, and as soon as it hit, that place lost its mind. I think it was maybe like 300 people. I mean, but for them, it was a lot. I mean, just they said, yo, man, we couldn't, we couldn't hear the music. We were cheering that loud. And that's when I knew I had. I'm like, all right, okay. I'm, I've been, I've been, wow. I got something going on here. 
cool, let's just keep this up. And every time there's a crowd, man, it's the reaction's the same. The reaction's the same. Um, especially when we um, we did uh, Best in the World, and it was the first time that Ring of Honor had fans in the crowd. And here, dude, STP's been all over everything, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's the first time you get to see everybody off for the first time. Man, the place lit off. And I had, I for the first time I ever, I got goosebumps. Like, whoo, man. And then we kind of looked and we're like, yeah, man, this is real. We're like, yo, man, let's go get it. And everything else from there was just a moment. I mean, the crowds, I feel like, for the past year and a half have just been waiting. have been amped up, waiting to get back in the arenas. And for you to have that surprise moment, you know, at home, like, that's, those are the things that you live for. And that's such a lost art, too, the surprise in professional wrestling. Yeah. Everything's yeah. promoted beforehand. Because even though, even though clout isn't tangible, brother, clout's real. <laughs> clout is real. Even if you're you trying to keep the, it a surprise, it doesn't stay a right. surprise. It, it, right. It's just because everybody wants that. Everybody's trying to be the first to break the news or, you know, it's whatever. It's social, ugh, God, social media. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, man, when you can pull it off, but that's the storyteller in me, though. I just want to be like, I just want to tell a story. Sometimes the best stories are the ones you never see coming. And that's the, and that's what just makes it such a great thing. Man. I'm curious uh, to ask you this question, too, as a pro wrestler, because, again, like, you want to be the best every single night, right? Like, that's the main goal when you get into this. Right. You want to main event a show, or do you want to kick off a show? Because I feel like they can go hand in hand, <laughs> right? Like, you, you literally get to feel the passion right. from the crowd right. right off the bat and set the tone for the entire card for the rest of the night. Or you could right. leave them, leave the, have, the, have okay. them leave the arena with that lasting impression in the main event. All right, so... Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question with a few questions of my own. So, open a show, main event a show. Where is it? Chicago. Okay. Is it a major indie? Mid, I, mean, a major, I mean, major promotion, major indie, or mid-level indie? Mm. I'll throw a curveball at you. Let's say it was 2018, the all-in pay-per-view before Cody and Tony Khan started all elite wrestling. First up, baby. First, first. up. First, first up. Put me out first. Put me out first. Yep. I, I don't first. remember I who kicked off that show, but that crowd was amped up. That you had no idea what to you expect. Could, you could pull out anybody in that place was going to lose it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. If that's the case, 2018 all-in, I'm going to come out first. I'm gonna come out for. I'm gonna set the tone for the rest of the night. Yeah, wow. some, something that big, something that big, and it's not so much. I don't think. I was like, oh yeah, I could be a main event, but no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, put me on first, and or and especially if it's like, give me, give me ten to twelve, give me, give me first matchup, hoss fight, let's go. Wow, that's inch. I mean, I'm trying to think what else. Because, like, what if the, the storyline is so compelling, like it's a, like a seven, eight-month build-up to the match? Like, I feel like you right, want now, the yeah. main event spot. If, it, if, it's, if it's a build-up, that's one thing. But if it's just like, hey, man, we're putting an all-star game, you're up. Like, you're trying to lead off? Like, sure am. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me just let me, let me shoot, let me hit my shit. But if it's a build for something, either... Depending on, depending on the go-home match, man, it kind of depends. Um, if it's for a title, yeah, main event. If it's not, semi-main. Mm. How about how about this? I, what, what's the uh, the greatest kickoff match that you've seen on a card that set the tone for the match, and then you had to see that number two match be like, oh crap, sorry, dude. Oh, 
I feel bad for you having to follow that. I know a few matches right off the top of my head just watching wrestling growing up. I was like, oh, my God. What you got? Uh, There was uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz at WrestleMania 34. They kicked off Triple Threat for the Intercontinental title, which was awesome. That was really good. That was awesome. That Um, was awesome. Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins kicked off WrestleMania. I, I forget which year it was yes. at MetLife Stadium. Um, yeah. Yes. How do you Actually, follow that? that would, you think that would be the main yeah, event? I, that's and I don't and I but at the same time that's a challenge for me. So I'm like, well, let's get it. And then I'm going to do the complete opposite of everything that they did. Mm, yeah, I, I feel like that's such a tough spot coming out at number two, though. It is. Oh, it is. Unless unless it's. Unless it's a title fight or unless it's a gimmick, yeah, it is hard. Yeah. Very hard. But for me, I'm like, cool. Cause I'm looking and then I'm going like, I'm probably gonna change some shit. And then we're, yeah. we're gonna go, we're gonna go for it. Uh, uh, um yeah. no, I like I, said, I enjoy that type of challenge though. Especially but if it's a good story, man, you, brother, you can put me on wherever. I'm gonna nail this thing. What like I'm you just want, I'm I'll, I may just kill your main event. Sorry. <laughs> And I feel like it's got to be the character, too. Like, we go back all the way back to developing yeah. the development of it, the, the, the mic skills. Like, I feel like you were born with the gift of gab. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you said you always had that. Yeah, man, I always had that. But I, I, I come from a very athletic family Yeah, on both sides. I was about to say both sides of the ball. Um, but um, <laughs> very athletic family. Like, one side was heavy wrestling, football. Other side, heavy um, creative, like, creative-wise. And basketball. So if like you, you weren't playing a sport, you were either playing an instrument or you were singing. On my mother's side, on my father's side, it was just rest, like amateur wrestling and football, amateur wrestling and football, and that was it. So I was getting one or the other, but man, I say as I chose the right parents, and right. Um, I got you know I, I got what I got. But yeah, you had to be tough. You had to talk um, because when the family got together, you know we were going to start roasting each other. And if you couldn't hang, hey, man, you just couldn't hang. And so, like, me talking shit, not a problem. Not a problem. I just learned from a very uh, young age, if you're going to talk shit, well, you better be able to back that thing up. <laughs> well, let me leave you with this. I don't take too much of your time, so I'll let you go you're here good, soon. You're good. What's the, uh, what's the dream scenario when it comes to in-ring promos back and forth, hashing out trash talking with someone in the ring? Who, who do you think that you could tell a compelling storyline with and just – you know, go mano y mano, tit for tat with someone on the opposite side of the squared circle. The Miz. Really? That's who you'd pick? I'd, I'd go toe-to-toe with the Miz, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Why is that? He is, I mean, he's great. He is, he's great. He is because he is who he – I mean, he is as advertised. And then, once again, the bell's got to ring. And he delivers. Mm. Think what you want to think about it. The man is he's he is all but consistent. You know, like he I'm, he's got it. Um, the talking smack episode where he destroyed Daniel Bryan. I'm like, yo, that's that. But boys, that's true stuff you want too. To. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this he he might be out of character right here. But you didn't care. It was really good, really good. Like I love, but he's. He can take himself seriously, and then at the same time, he cannot take himself seriously. And he still, and it's because he can float between the two. Is to me, was makes him more versatile to tell a story with, because he can be anything you need him to be, and he'll nail it every single time. What do you think the closest you came to when it came to actually spitting out real truth facts 
in a promo. Because, like, you talk about that Talking Smack promo, that was 100% truth. Like, there was probably 80% truth in that, to where they were probably heated afterwards for a little bit, and they both had to cool down. Right. Oof. There's been a few. Um, (laughs) There's... There's, there's, there's been a, there's been a few, not so much in ring wise, but I've had promos come off as like, yo, I think he's really mad. Um, and it was the first time I've really started like experimenting with my whole, um, take it, like come sit at my table promos that I was putting out for a good bit of, I think last summer. And, um, it wasn't so much like directed at him, but like the anger of the moment was real. Like, I was coming, like, people like, who hurt you? I'm like, let's not talk about it. Um, but it was, the, there was some words, I, there were some things I said in there that was, like, not so much literally, but figuratively, like, true. You know, I was like, you know, I, man, do you understand, like, my house is built on the broken dreams mm-hmm. of people like you. And I'm like, and that's for me having to always, I've made a life out of proving people wrong. And I've made a career out of making people look stupid. Um, because the minute you say I can't do something, okay, watch this. Wow. And I'll go do it. And my, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a petty son of a bitch, (laughs) but, um, but I'm so petty where like, I'll go accomplish everything that I was going to do. And just because you said I couldn't do it, I'm going to accomplish everything that you couldn't do. Wow. Just, just just because you said I can't do it. Yeah. I can do everything I want to do and then do what you want it to do. Mm. That's pretty good and, stuff. Yeah. And people just, like I said, man, people can relate to it because people have been told that before. And sometimes you can't say what you want to. But usually when the camera comes on, man, I can I can say it. Well, I could talk about promos all day long with you, but I know you're a Yo, busy man. guy. I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, We're going to do this again someday soon because... Please, this is a lot of fun. I, I, I love passionate out back and forth. You know, professional, professional wrestling isn't my forte as an athlete, but it is more my forte yeah. as a fan. And I love interacting uh, with, you know, people who are as passionate about it as you are, you know, when it comes to finally breaking through and feeling like you finally found your character, your niche, you know, you're in the pocket now in what you're doing. Yeah. So uh, it feels good. It feels it, good to be in that pocket. It's, it's awesome, man. It's, it's inspiring. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much to your dog for coming on the show too. That yeah. was pretty classic. <laughs> I miss my dog. I immediately want to take out pictures and look at my dog now. I miss him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to take him for, he's kind of mad. He's like, will you hurry up so we can go for him? I'm like, yeah, buddy. I'm what's his name? Tank. <laughs> oh, Thanks. that is perfect. Oh, that yeah, is my dream the- dog name. <laughs> that's that's how he comes in, man. He comes in hot and heavy like a t- Oh boy. Yeah, man. That's your cue. <laughs> there, there he is. Go. There he is. There he well, is. Thanks so much to O'Shea Edwards and Tank for coming on the show. This was episode 427 <laughs> of the O'Shea. We are pre- again presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. You got two more weeks to sign up. October 30th is the grand opening. Put a bow on it, t- Hank. I think that's what the saying is. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.